0: Welcome to the biology of trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your in the searching, have a roadmap for your own work and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the biology of trauma podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy And I'm so excited for this episode because I'm sharing something that is fundamental to our understanding of how to do trauma work safely. With all the modalities out there, where do we start? And there are so many modalities. And so we need a place to start. We need to know where is our starting place and what has been confusing, hard and disconnected about trauma work doesn't need to be. When we know how to apply the principles of the body and trauma and how the body stores and protects trauma, our path forward becomes clear. Our starting place becomes clear. And in this episode, you will hear how I reference how I've learned this. This is not something that I just learned. This is something that I have lived. I am trained as a medical physician. Yes, I did four years of undergraduate study in cell biology with a minor in chemistry, and then four years of medical school. I also did a few years for a couple uh, master's degrees in the process, and then it was during surgery residency that my body gave out. My body essentially gave me the middle finger, and my body said to me, all right, you won't listen to me, then I will just take over. None of my training in medical school and residency helped me. I had severe fatigue, I was overweight, was on two mood medications, and yet still depressed and anxious. Oh, don't worry, I was in therapy. And my autoimmune markers were high, and I had enough other labs that were off but not off enough that there was any official diagnosis. I was told that everything looks fine, and to come back if I got symptoms of an autoimmune condition, and then they would give me a diagnosis and treatment for that. After all that I had studied from working with adopted children at that point, yes, including Miguel, who I had fostered and then adopted starting when he was four, I knew that my body was expressing symptoms of trauma. These were health conditions related to adverse childhood experiences. And yet, knowing that, still, none of my training in medical school and residency could help me know what to do about it. Govermonte asked me the other day if I practice what I teach. And that's a, that's a good question. My response is that because of my life experiences, this is what I came to know from living it. I learned it by having experienced being lost, not knowing what to do, getting stuck and needing something first to help figure out what to do to help Miguel, and then myself. I teach what I lived, not just what I learned. I teach what I lived and yes, continue to live. And what I have lived is that there is a clear path and a sequence to addressing stored trauma in the body. It also requires a holistic integrative approach but you can't just start anywhere. If you really want the body to open those trauma places that it protects so well, it can't just be by doing anything in any order. Different things may help, and my goodness, yes, start with whatever is available to us at that time. But once we know better, and once we have the ability to have more resources, we need to be intentional about the process, whether this is for ourselves, Our families, our clients, it has to be a holistic integrative approach and to start the opening up in a safe and specific way. Believe me, I learned that the hard way and my body would let me know when what I was doing was not actually helpful. Good intentions, Amy, but no, not helpful. And this is how we will let you know. My body would have a flare up in fatigue, brain fog, anxiety, heaviness, swollen joints, sugar cravings. Sure. Let's pile those on too. And I talk about that in this episode where it would trigger my body to go into a freeze response during trauma work. In this episode, I'm going to give you the big picture of what I have learned. And here is what I cover. The three essential pillars to a holistic integrative approach for addressing stored trauma in the body. And really the three essential pieces for achieving regulation. I'm going to give you examples of biology that keeps us stuck in trauma examples of parts that keep us stuck, and where to start in a holistic integrative approach, where to start for a trauma healing journey if we don't wanna get stuck or get someone else stuck. And then for the first time in a podcast episode, I invite shares from people in my audience who are still in just their first 21 days of getting started, the 21 day journey, and how they describe what is happening to them and their bodies. You will hear them struggle for words at times as they're trying to figure out how do I use words for something that is an internal experience that I've never really experienced before. And you will see a glimpse into why I teach that this is the place to start. So with that, let's get started with this episode. We are looking at a holistic approach. We know that that is the best approach for trauma and where does somatic work fit into that and for those of you who are a holistic practitioner how have you fit in somatic work where does that fit into your model of an integrative approach now as a physician i came at it looking at the body of from the standpoint of how do i help the body achieve regulation and looking at the different pieces that are required to achieve regulation and in my process i started that's actually when when i started the somatic experiencing training for myself then went on to the um the developmental somatic work and then started building on top of that the the trauma therapy trainings that I saw were making the biggest difference for my body. Now, at the same time, they were also ones uh, I remember distinctly when going when I was going through my Somatic Experiencing training and even uh, the neurodevelopmental training. That it would my body was still not resourced enough, and it would put me into the freeze during the trainings because it was so much on my body. And being able to look at the effect that somatic work had on my biology so that I could even use my health symptoms as markers for pacing my somatic work, which I found fascinating. And as I started to incorporate more somatic work, I really saw this integration of, of work. And I saw that as a medical physician, I needed to incorporate somatic work into what I did. Obviously for you guys, you are you know that that somatic work is not yet a major part of medicine or conventional medicine, I should say. And so what I worked on was figuring out what are the essential pieces. There's a lot of different modalities out there. What are the essential pieces for a biology, since that's what I focus on, for a biology to reach regulation, for a biology to come out of a biology of trauma and into a biology of safety? What are the essential pieces? Because I wanted to be able to not only get myself there as quickly as possible, but then now be able to help lead others. So I came up with there are three essential pieces. And this is what I now do to integrate my programs and those um, and what I teach the professionals in my training program. So that these are the three essential pieces for regulation. I'm looking at the biology of trauma and how trauma has affected our biology, and our biology will keep us stuck in the trauma physiology. Things like micronutrient deficiencies, magnesium deficiency is a big one, right, for chronic stress, for that trauma physiology. So we see a lot of magnesium deficiency across the world. So the biology of trauma remains a key focus for me and where I feel kind of is what I bring to the field, but that's not the only piece. And, and I realized that if I only focused on the biology, I still was not getting people all the way better. And I've seen this where people can go into functional medicine and and see a functional medicine provider and be on the best protocols. And maybe they're on the protocol for Lyme or for mold or for autoimmunity and whatever, whatever condition it is. There's lots of symptoms, conditions, even diagnoses that are related to trauma, and they can be on the best protocols, and maybe they're having a hard time tolerating the protocol, or maybe it gets them so far, but not all the way. And for you guys here, have you seen this either for yourself or for those in your practice, in your work? Have you seen a a limitation to a diet approach maybe? or supplements, and people can be on the best diet, (laughs) the people can be on the best supplements, a ton of supplements, handfuls of supplements. And yet their body is still in this trauma place. And we still see them having the same reactions, whether that's overreactions or underreactions, but, but we're still seeing that. What has been your experience with seeing the health side of things and being on the best protocols and seeing physicians. And yet it's still not be enough. And whether we want to call it Western medicine or functional medicine or Chinese medicine, whatever, whatever, it's all, anything that focuses on the biology is an essential piece. And that's why I feel that, that my role is to bring that piece to the trauma space is having that clear path forward and addressing the biology, but yet still that is not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. So being told you're fine when you don't feel fine, blood work says you're healthy. Yeah. That was me being told what is wrong with you because your blood work is fine. There's some things that are off, but they're not off enough. So you should be fine. You should not be feeling this way. So then of course the conclusion is what it's all in your head. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I don't even know what to do with that. So we we have this term medical gaslighting for that. Mm -hmm. And, And that was my experience as a physician. And so if this is my experience as a physician, as being one who's in the midst of that, like these are my colleagues and still I'm being told that I can only imagine what other people who are not physicians themselves are being told and how that conversation goes. So we need something better. So we know that biology is not going to be enough, but biology is essential. So what are the other essential pieces? The other essential pieces I have found are, I'm going to leave somatic work for the end. (laughs) So the other essential piece is going to be the thoughts and beliefs. Now, My specific approach for this is not to do cognitive behavioral therapy approaches. That is not what I have found to to be the most effective. Not to say that it's not helpful. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying it has not been the most effective to achieving the fastest results and the most transformation possible. And when I say thoughts and beliefs, this is what would be considered the stories about ourselves that, that we tell ourselves about ourselves, the narratives that we have about ourselves. I'm this, or I'm not this. So this can be, I'm, I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. These are all thoughts and beliefs that we have that My approach to working with these thoughts and beliefs is to categorize them as a part of me. I have a part of me that feels that it is unlovable. I have a part of me that says we're not enough. I have a part of me that this, I have a part of me that that, and every part of me has a story. Every part of me had a life experience that informed that story. And that's what it is. It's just a part of me. It's not all of me. It's just a part of me. And I get to curiously challenge the stories and the conclusions about me that that part has come to. Because as long as I still have that part that is active, it can take the rein and it can start driving my bus rather than my true self my healing self driving my bus and it ends up being a a part that comes from my trauma self that drives my bus and when a part of me that comes from that trauma self is driving my bus it doesn't look uh it doesn't look pretty the bus swerves while it goes down the road it may accidentally hit things run people over these are all parts of us that, that we get to again, gently challenge and learn how to work with them. So for me, I found that to be an essential piece, not just a, well, it would be helpful to include that. I have found that to be an essential piece to a holistic approach. The last essential piece, there are three essential pieces. The third essential piece is what I have here labeled as the body. And this is different than the biology. This is now on a tissue level. The biology is on a cellular level. The body is on a tissue level. And we understand from the work of many, but I want to quote Dr. Peter Levine, who talks about there being an implicit memory of the body, an implicit memory in our tissues. So that it's no longer even our brain that's reacting. It's actually our body. And then to bring in the work of Dr. Stephen Porges, we have the autonomic nervous system. And we have three states of that autonomic nervous system. And depending on the degree of threat that we feel in our life will depend on what state of that autonomic nervous system we are in. And that state is what is driving our body at that moment. So that our body is actually driving the brain and the thoughts. And the more that we can learn how to shift the body to a different operating system, the more that we can shift everything. And and we notice that our thoughts will follow the body. So we have a bottom-up approach rather than the top-down approach. And for a holistic trauma approach, that right there is the most essential, is that the overall approach that we are doing is a bottom-up approach rather than a top-down approach. So that in my work, as a medical physician, the work of these two mentors of mine now have been strongly influencing my work and learning how to shift the body as part of the big picture that I hold of these three pieces that are essential, which again, the three pieces are the biology on a cellular level, the thoughts and beliefs or different parts of us. I do somatic parts work so that I'm still doing it as part of my body and connecting with different parts of me through my body so that I'm still embodying that and not just all up in my head. And so bringing the body as a centerpiece to a holistic approach to trauma. So that if I want to achieve regulation myself, and if I want to help someone else achieve regulation, which is the goal of trauma therapy of all trauma work, it's the goal is regulation. Then the body is at the center of that. And everything that we do, we're looking at how does it impact the body? And by the body, I really do mean those three states of the autonomic nervous system that drive our body. But if we have three essential pieces, where do we start? <laughs> and that's where I was left with, right? So I could see that, okay, I can see these are the three essential pieces. I can, I've can, i experienced that in my own life. This is what got me out of my low, dark place with my health. This was it right here. These three pieces. I experimented with a lot of things. I tried a lot of different things. And these were the pieces that I started to see first for me, And now, for thousands of people, bringing in these three pieces is essential. Other things can be helpful. Other things can be helpful. And there are different modalities that would kind of fall under this category of somatic work. There are different categories of things that would fall under thoughts and beliefs. But these three pieces are essential to a holistic approach. But still, we're left with the question of, And where do I start? Which piece do I start with? As a medical physician, even though I had been on my own journey and had to apply this to my own life and realize the the value of the somatic work, as a physician, can you guess where I started when I started then taking this to uh, my patients and working with people? I'd love to be able to tell you differently. I did. I totally started with biology. And I realized that, ah, like I'm just running into a wall. I'm running into a wall. This is, this is not giving them the transformation that I know is possible. And so then I went back and reflected on my own journey. And I was like, what was it that made the most amount of difference at the beginning? And it was the body. It was the somatic work. And so I pieced together, based on what I knew of the body, the autonomic nervous system, I pieced together, designed a journey that people would take at the beginning of our work. And I knew that this could not take forever because I do need to address the biology, I do need to address the thoughts and beliefs. And so I needed to find that sweet spot of how much is enough to see to to create that foundational stability and then at what point would it be more helpful to then bring in the biology piece and bring in the parts work and for me that ended up being a 21 day journey and the way i designed it was to be a short somatic guided exercise every day for 21 days. This was not a short guided exercise for one year because I need to address the biology. Like you've got inflammation. Maybe you've got inflammation in the gut. Maybe you've got brain inflammation. You've, you've got biology that will be a roadblock to the somatic work. And I have a whole podcast episode just on that specifically addressing the brain inflammation that will hold people back in somatic work. So I can't stay too long just on the somatic work, but what I found was that when I started with a base of somatic work, it allowed more capacity for the biology work. And I saw that the somatic work was creating stability for the container, and that's what I needed. As I start working with the biology, as I start working with these other pieces, I needed the system, the container, to have some stability already. Because if it didn't have any stability, anything would knock it off of balance. And I would start to see them experiencing flare ups in their physical health symptoms, whether it was fatigue, like it was for me, or maybe it was for someone else, their sleep. Or maybe it's their digestive issues, or maybe it's their arthritis. Maybe for them, it's their autoimmune, Crohn's, acid reflux, whatever a person's chronic health condition, we could use that as a marker for when we had done too much for what the system, and by the system, I mean the body, could hold at that time. So that I saw the need to bring in somatic work as a stabilizing factor for the body. And with that in mind, that's how I designed my 21 day journey was with that specific purpose. This is not just a, well, let's kind of just in general, get started with somatic work. I needed to help them do specific somatic exercises that would create stability for their system. And I also knew both from personal experience and now from working with hundreds of patients that I couldn't go too far, too fast with the somatic work. And so 21 days, and what I asked them to do is 10 minutes every day for 21 days. It's a different exercise that I teach them, that I guide them every day. So that yes, by the end of the 21 days, they have 21 different somatic exercises. I call them tools. I'm filling up your tool belt with tools. And 21 different exercises for them to be able to have the stability of their system for us to now be able to do other work and open that up into biology work. And so that's what I, that's what I do, right? Because then I open it up to the biology work. And when I talk about the biology work, like we go into the biology work. So these are my different biology modules. I go deep, six weeks deep into the freeze response, into the trauma response, looking at the biology of the freeze response and how can we help a system come out? Looking at grief, heart shocks, gut health, six weeks deep into the biology of that. Six weeks deep into the biology of attachment and neurodevelopment, the stress and anxiety, the letting go and detox, and then the overall healing pathway. So, when I looked at these topics that I'm guiding people through in terms of the biology, that stability for their system was critical. If they didn't have that, they weren't able to sustain the work in these modules. So I came back and I designed these exercises in a very specific sequence, designed the specific somatic exercises that I taught them in a very specific way so that they were creating stability for the system. And again, let me just repeat this because this is so essential. Without the stability of the system, we can't do anything. The stability You could change that out with regulation, right? Stability is that regulation of the nervous system. And without some capacity for regulation, we can't do anything. So I'm going to share those pieces again, because I want you to also see that with each piece, there are arrows that go both ways so that the more body work or somatic work that we do. It opens up more capacity for us to do biology work. And it opens up more capacity for us to do the parts work. And the more parts work that we do, guess what? It opens more capacity for the somatic work. And it actually opens up more capacity for the biology work. And when we dive into the biology and we look at the biology that is now holding the system back in that trauma response or in the stress response. And when we start to change that and support our biology, shift it to a biology of safety rather than a biology of trauma, guess what? It opens up more capacity for somatic work, for parts work. So that I've seen both happen where people are stuck on the biology and the somatic and the parts work opens up the capacity for them to do that. But I've also seen people stuck in their somatic work And it's not until we address the biology pieces that their system opens up and they're able to do so much more with their somatic work so that this is either a cycle that will ah, kind of be feeding off of itself to generate more and more of a biology of trauma, or we can change this around and have it be a cycle that builds on itself to be creating more and more regulation more and more wholeness, more and more a biology of safety. Speaking of a biology of safety, I want to share a few of the open shares from the 21-day journey so you can see why I start with this specific set of somatic exercises before anything else when helping someone with stored trauma in the body. And you will hear their emotion. You will hear their struggle to find words for describing what they feel happening inside of their body, sometimes for the very first time ever.
1: Good morning, doctor. Good morning, everyone. And I would like to share that... My overall awareness of my nervous system is increasing and I'm experiencing my nervous system as something that is constantly changing. I think of myself as a pretty chill person out here in Southern Cal. And <laughs> I'm realizing that the more I'm attuned to my nervous system, it's just constant. You know, someone someone enters the room, my nervous system is reading it. Any minor transition throughout the day, getting in my car, going somewhere, any major dynamic navigating there's just constant changes in my nervous system. So the exercises and strategies are helping me be more constant. Like I'm actually just didn't even think about it. I just put my hand on my heart right now. I'm just, I'm feeling more in a position where I can observe the currents of electricity and constant change through my nervous system. But I'm more in a, a position of observer of it as, oh, that's information versus just being taken along for the ride um, unconsciously. So it's helping me just feel more in control, feeling more peace. So that's one thing that's happened. Also it's it's been a confirmation as I navigate transitions in my life, major transitions and um, just complicated interpersonal dynamics. It's been a confirmation that it's not about them out there changing, but it's really about me changing and it's about me being contained in my nervous system as this is my job. This is my role is to do this and I am not going to drink from others' cups of suffering. I can be compassionate. So it's it's just helping me define the lines of like this is where I end and this is where you begin.
2: I am very emotional today. Um, I just want to say that these things happened in my life from the very crucial time that I was going through incredible things. And um, I can't say that um, practically these things saved my life. I was already having consequence, physical consequence, which I never had before. And it was excruciating. So I conquered that. My legs, for the first time, are free to walk and to walk do my exercise and stuff like they haven't been since kind of October last year. And it's it's I, I, I feel happy, I feel lighter, I feel grounded. I my days became so much better now. And today before the class I did the exercise, the hug, the voo, the push, and that's when for the first time I cry so hard. it's like I had an emotional breakthrough and it seems like a, a reverse returning back but I refuse to go back I refuse to feel my physical pain and I know this is part of the process because I know the part now that needs to work it's to open my heart and for me this is a beginning of the opening of my heart.
3: Hi, thank you. I just wanted to say that for me, um, this has been a a, I feel like I've found a treasure chest, been looking all my life. And I and it is so amazing for me to realize how I am able to slow down, like just getting grounded and getting a yawn or a deep breath. I mean, that is so amazing. But for me, it's the being able to slow down not and get rid of this perfectionism with my body, you know, whether it's whatever's happening physical or whatever I'm thinking, and knowing I'm going to keep this up, I'm going to keep doing it, I'm collecting tools, and I've been using them. And for several nights in the middle of the night, I've been awake, and I've done the voo, and I've gotten right back to sleep. So I'm just going to keep keep on using these tools. And I realized today, this support, you know, really back behind my, my neck is is crucial. I'm going to have to get very creative here on my couch in my house, I think, so I can recreate it. But that's, that's just been, ah, oh, it gave me chills.
4: Well, last night I had, I don't know, I don't know what else to call it other than a download of 14 pages of notes that my, I just had to keep writing. And this whole time and all the exercises at the beginning, the word safe, you know, do you feel safe? it didn't, wasn't resonating with me because I just feel safe. I've always felt safe. And, I, and what came out in the way of notes is that that's because I created a really thick shell, you know, like a turtle. And I've gone through life. I mean, I, I have tools that my brain has created to stay emotionally so safe. So what I came up with as a, a word that did resonate with me was open. And then the song today was all about open being staying open so um i don't know if that's an anxious versus avoidant attachment style thing but it certainly works for me so i'm an open person now
5: <laughs> i have been uh, totally cut off from my body and never listened to the signals i have learned to suppress the johns and uh, I, I have been Never been yawning, I haven't felt a deep breath, uh, anything, and I also have neuropathy in my back. And yesterday I started to feel tingling along my spine, it's like something is waking up. And uh, today, today I have been yawning. <laughs> several times and after uh, it's, it's afternoon for me I'm in Sweden so it's uh, uh, and I always need to take a nap and when I woke up from my it's not a nap it's like I pass out and when I woke up I felt like I wanted to stretch and yawn and I have never done that It's like it's it's so strange that these small, small exercises can do so much difference. So uh, it's really exciting to see what I'm depending on wheelchair and uh, uh, like my body is cut off. So it's so exciting to see what where this will take me. (laughs) So it's like my body is waking up.
0: Yes, you heard that last share correctly. That was Sarah from Sweden, and she was in a wheelchair. And what I most loved and was impressed about her is that she didn't let that stop her. I actually get questions from people all the time, whether they should take the 21-day journey or not because they aren't as mobile or they aren't as flexible, they aren't as physical, they don't work out, and can they do this? They're not in wheelchairs, and yet they're asking me these questions. And Sarah never asked me that question. She just signed up and showed up to the best of her ability. And this is is what happens. This is why we call this the magic that happens. This work is very powerful. It won't be enough all by itself. We have to bring in the other pieces, but my goodness, it is the place to start. Create the container of safety through a short period of somatic work, teaching very specific exercises in a short amount of time, but every day And let the magic already start to happen and create a biology of safety within. Even if we haven't wanted to listen to the body, we can learn how to do it in a safe way. It doesn't need to be scary and unmanageable. Your body is wanting to wake up too. I promise you. (laughs) Thank you for joining me for this episode. In the show notes, I will include a guide to the essential sequence, which is the essential sequence of the 21-day journey. So you can see not only... That I start with somatic exercises, but what is my flow? What is the sequence of exercises that I lead this group through? You can also drop your comments there about this episode and what resonated with you, maybe even what surprised you. And then I mentioned the magnesium and that magnesium deficiency as a biology reason that will keep us stuck. So I will also have the magnesium power that I recommend that you take in order to not let that piece hold you back in stress and trauma patterns. Until next episode, I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and I'm sending you mm, so much love. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey, and you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague if you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.